The Winnipeg Jets season is rapidly approaching, and in just a few weeks, the Jets are going to be kicking off their campaign with preseason. We'll dive into a few of the early matchups and explore the start of Winnipeg's upcoming season on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, Winnipeg Jets fans, and welcome to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and, and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge. But more than anything, we just really love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to uh, get started right now. Now, like I said, obviously Winnipeg, um, you know, we talked on last episode that, you know, the Jets season is actually getting closer and closer. And while the team hasn't exactly been doing a ton right now. Things have been pretty quiet. Uh, obviously, that doesn't mean that the Jets aren't preparing for what will be a, a pretty important season, right? Obviously, the Jets have, you know, uh, the expiring years of Shifley and Hellebuck to kind of reckon with. And in between then, there's also a season. So Winnipeg obviously is really focused on making the playoffs. And you're going to see the Jets take the ice pretty soon here at the tail end of September, which sounds like it's far. It's not, I promise you. The Jets will kick off with a pair of uh, home and away games against the Edmonton Oilers on September 24th and 25th. And obviously the Oilers are one of those teams that the Jets have quite a bit of recent experience with. Um, Edmonton's always kind of a fun challenge because in previous years, you know, they were kind of a bit of a one or two line team, but the recent Oilers have been a lot stronger. Now, they're one of those teams where I don't feel like they have a phenomenal prospect pool. So, you know, the, the players and prospects and camp invites that are going to show up for this might not be at the, you know, most elite levels in terms of competition the Jets have faced in, in past years. But I think Winnipeg will certainly have its hands full. I think it'll be a very fast-paced start. It'll be interesting to see how guys like Villardi, Ayafalo, uh, and Kupari immediately slot in towards, you know, what should be Winnipeg's really big, important season, right? Bones is going to have to find a place for all of these guys. Who will they beat out? Where will they kind of play? And how will it affect Winnipeg's top nine? Obviously, very big questions heading into uh, next season. But after the Oilers, the Jets then play against their hated nemesis in the Calgary Flames. And then not long after that, they head on the road for a quick exhibition matchup against the Ottawa Senators. So, as you can tell, you know, the Jets are generally facing a lot of the same kinds of teams. Um, you know, a couple more games where they switch it up between the Flames and the Sens. So, yeah, a preseason is going to wrap up at the very start of October, October 5th. And then the actual season starts and it's going to kick off on the road against the Calgary Flames. Now, the Flames are kind of in an odd state right now. I feel like, uh, you know, as a like a, an away season opener, 
this is going to be a tough matchup. I think the, the Jets are going to be in for a pretty difficult game. While Calgary hasn't always been the hardest team to beat necessarily, they're very physical, and when the Jets have played them, there's been a lot of bad blood. So I suspect this could be a really explosive first game. I think, you know, we're going to see uh, some of those old flames kind of reignite. I think Calgary and the Jets have a lot of, I would say, you know, sporting hatred between the two teams. And it's kind of bubbled over in previous years where guys have gotten into fights. There's been some really nasty injuries. Just a lot to unpack with, the, you know, those those games. But the Flames now this year are, are kind of in an odd state where I don't even know quite what their lineup looks like because um, obviously this team has kind of struggled with some of the recent changes to Chuck, you know, and, and Goudreau both leaving over the past few years has been a, a pretty – tumultuous ride and to chuck in particular i think is the one that's going to sting the most you know some of the guys that they've brought back and, and have tried to extend long term i get why they've made those decisions and why they uh spent as much as they did but i feel like calgary hasn't really improved and if anything the flames are just a very mediocre team which means you know on the one hand yes the jets should win but on the other hand on the road you know you're gonna get a really tough, embattled, uh, probably very physical Flames team. Daryl Sutter's going to be back. So, yeah, you know, I just don't know, right? I think the Calgary Flames have, you know, a lot to kind of prove this upcoming season. Um, and uh, actually, sorry, it, it's not going to be Sutter this year. Uh, it's going to be Ryan Huska as the head coach. I'm curious to know what it's going to be like uh, with, with Huska's I guess, approach. Is it going to be similar to how Sutter was? Is it going to be very physical, very intense? I don't know. I think I think Sutter had, you know, some, some old-fashioned thought processes when it comes to the Flames, but, you know, he certainly also played to a few strengths of the team, especially creating chaos down low. So it'll be interesting to see if the Flames carry that on and continue to do that sort of stuff. But like I said, for a, a like a season opener, I think it's going to be a very tough game. And the season, you know, is not going to get much easier after that. The Jets then have a couple of home games against the Panthers, the Kings, and the Golden Knights. So if you want a really tough opening slate of games that gives you a sense of how this Jets season uh, might look in the first few, you know, opening uh, weeks, I think this is probably as good of an early test as you're going to get. You've got the Stanley Cup champions. You've got a much improved Kings team that will be bringing Dubois in tow. And you've got the old Paul Maurice Panthers who – fell a little bit short of glory last year, but are still a very good team. Sure, they might not be cup contenders necessarily, but, you know, they're going to be a pain. So Winnipeg opens up next year with a tough schedule. I, I think the first couple of weeks could be a bit of a, a learning curve for the Jets, even with the return of Rick Bonus behind the bench. But speaking of Bones, you know, I, I kind of wonder what this next season is going to be like. What is the identity of this team? What do they hope fans take away from it? And we'll talk about what, you know, the Jets might be focusing on in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Right now, when you've been on the Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. And if you're a fan like me that supports the Baltimore Ravens, that's going to be a lot of extra bonus bets. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you get bonus bets for every single victory. You can use your bonus bets on point spreads, player props, over-unders, 
and so much more. Maybe even betting on who you think is uh, going to win each of the divisions. Maybe you're going to root for the Baltimore Ravens like me. Probably not. I know you're all probably Vikings fans, but hey, it's nice for a man to dream. If you're ready to get started, though, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for returning to tonight's episode as we are just uh, previewing a little bit of Winnipeg's upcoming schedule and kind of talking about some of the bigger questions around what exactly the Jets are going to be billing this season as, right? I think it's a very odd question to ask, but I think it's really worth it when it comes to Winnipeg because the Jets season last year was really what we like to say, fueled by vibes. And I don't know if that's going to work again this season. When I say fueled by vibes, I think Winnipeg brought in some high-character players. They brought in Rick Bonus, who was thought to be a really good motivator. And it seems like most of the team was on the same page for about half the season. And then things kind of started going off the rails as the Jets uh, really struggled to finish on goal-scoring opportunities. Some of it was luck. Some of it was just the team not being, you know, at the most elite level when it comes to high-end finishing talent, especially compared to some of their peers. So the Jets were always kind of been tough. I think that was something that we talked about at the start uh, before, you know, last season even kicked off. We kind of said, well, you know, you look at the, the roster and the finishing talent, you might at some point run into issues where maybe the Jets need a little bit of extra help. And that's why I thought the trade deadline was going to be a big thing. And then the TDL kind of passed and the help that the Jets brought in was useful, but maybe not quite what people were hoping or asking for. So this year, you know, I kind of wonder what the Jets are trying to sell. You know, they had that forever Winnipeg campaign at the end of last year. Everyone kind of laughed at it. I, I think that was not really well received, especially with, you know, seemingly the Jets kind of missing the mark on, on, on what you want to connect with the fans. And it's kind of strange because the Jets have been doing a really good job reaching to the local fan base um, and connecting to different communities through a lot of their uh, community-based evenings and outings with special jerseys, you know, nice community functions. I, I think all of that, for me, was on the right thinking and, and certainly on the right path. And then that whole Forever Winnipeg came, you know, Forever Winnipeg campaign came out, and uh, it sort of felt like maybe the Jets had taken away the wrong message. So, this year, I kind of want to see the Jets focus on delivering on accountability accountability, and results. I think it's really important that the Jets take a major step forward in terms of growth as a franchise. You know, obviously, um, there's always going to be some issues and, and challenges that the Jets are not going to be able to overcome. But that doesn't mean that the Jets can't be creative and find solutions to some of their problems, like making Winnipeg a really attractive destination. You know, you might not always want to uh, you might not always want to, you know, admit it, but free agents, of course, don't always want to come here. But that doesn't mean that the Jets still can attract talent. And I think that's where Winnipeg has maybe relied on this excuse a little bit too much. I think the Jets could certainly be a lot more appealing if they were actually a good functioning team and won games. I know that sounds really silly, but if you can win games, if you can prove that you have a winning culture, that can do a lot to generate interest in your team. Just look at Patrick Laine and how happy he's been with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they, they're not a good team, man. Um, you look at how bad they've been, but something about the, the location and the city and the culture of the team seems to appeal to him. So I think Winnipeg can kind of find other ways to strategize around 
what are some very obvious challenges to recruitment. But I feel like when it comes to how this team is going to perform this year, the Jets really need to, need to kind of you know move beyond these excuses. Stop talking about what you can't do and focus on what you can. Stop calling it like irons in the fire. You know, show some real concrete stuff because I think the Dubois trade for me set a really big expectation for this offseason, and it's one that the Jets kind of met once and then weren't really able to replicate. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, right? I think expecting Dubois-level deals and stuff every week is just not realistic, and that was never really the expectation. But I did kind of think the Jets might do some other stuff and make some bigger moves to try and give this team a little more support because as it is right now, this team on paper looks pretty decent, but there's a couple of areas where they could use either extra depth or maybe one more high-end finisher to really complete this group and some defensive reworkings. But as it is, like I said, the team's going to be fun. I think they're going to be watchable. I, I just sort of wonder how the team is going to sell this season because if the Jets don't have a deep playoff run, things are looking grim. And with you know the, the, the continued struggles to get people to come to the stadium, to buy tickets and sell out, I, I just don't know how much longer this is going to be sustainable for. So Winnipeg really needs to refocus, uh, I, I think, on on connecting to the fan base more, making more you know engagement efforts. I think that they've done some, some good early steps, but there's stuff that they're going to have to do this year to really lock people in. Because if the Jets, after this year, start to find themselves in situations where maybe you know the next few years are a little bit bumpier, uh, obviously you need to be prepared for that and make sure that with a fan base, you've got a good rapport, that you've got a good relationship because the fans can help carry you through those really lean times. But as it is right now, the relationship's not great. A lot of people are not happy with the team. You know, the the lack of, of progress over the last few years probably infuriates folks. And then there's not been really a ton of change in the leadership. So people are going to say, well, if the guys in charge are still in charge, what is actually going to change with this team? I'm hoping that this season is a positive one. And I'm really crossing fingers that the Jets are going to be on a better pathway than they were last year. But it's just hard to see it right now with how little has changed with some of the uh, internal workings. But maybe, maybe the team takes a bit of a step forward and things look a little bit better. Now, obviously for the Jets, there, there's not much else that's been going on. So we're going to pause on, on talking about them a little bit for now, just until we have some like really big updates I feel like this offseason's been quiet recently, so keeping keeping an eye and an ear out. But until we know a little bit more about Shifley and Hellebuck, it sounds like the Jets are mostly just playing the waiting game. But in the meantime, obviously the hockey world continues to you know roll on. And one thing that I think a lot of people are, are interested in, and maybe some of you who even listen to this might be down to hear more about, is uh, some of the NHL 24 stuff. I know a lot of you um, you know, whether you're playing hockey or you want to play it virtually, you love connecting with the sport when you're not watching it. So NHL 24 for a lot of folks is probably uh, a bit of an exciting prospect. But this year's NHL, let's be honest, it might not be the show that you're hoping for. And we'll dive into some early thoughts on why this year is kind of a big critical point for the franchise. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I just wanted to uh, spend a few minutes, folks, you know, talking about the upcoming NHL 24, because uh, I'm sure some of you who listen to this probably play it. Some of you may have friends and family who love it. And obviously, the NHL franchise is one that was near and dear to my heart when I was younger. 
these days though it's 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 really fallen on hard times and i think you know today's reveal where they talked about some of the uh, upcoming focuses for nhl 24 just shows that the franchise itself really needs to be torn down from the ground up and rebuilt right you know talking about the focus on stuff like hockey ultimate team and you know online social connectivity and stuff like that no one's saying that that's not great stuff and and certainly a lot of people love playing hut but i think at the 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 base of the issue that the fans have with the game is that the gameplay has been the same for years and it's kind of sucks to be honest you look at ea fifa right and you know it's going to be rebranded as eafc and fifa over the last few years kind of ran into the same issue eafc 24 looks like it's trying to take the franchise to the next level madden has tried to fix some of the issues that it's had although i wouldn't say that it's actually been all that successful but out of all the franchises the nhl series has probably received the least attention and it's been one where the fan base continues to dwindle continues to feel you know more and more like ea is ignoring them and while you know the devs have said that they want to add a discord for you know folks to contribute feedback and connect more with the community all i get the sense of is that they're not really interested in actually fixing and and doing the stuff that people are asking for because it would take a lot of resources and time and that's just stuff that the the ea uh, NHL group just doesn't really seem to have much of. So for my perspective, I look at NHL 24 as a game that for me, it, it's going to be one that I think a lot of people can probably skip. I haven't played NHL seriously for a while now. You know, I'll dip in, you know, my, my toes in here and there if there's a, a convenient time, but you just notice that there's not really a ton that changes. Small touches here and there, maybe some slight animation adjustments, but overall the franchise has just felt stagnant. And for EA to continue talking about stuff like, uh, you know, World of NHL and and some of the other co-op modes and Ultimate Team just feels like it misses why people have kind of walked away from the franchise. And at this point, you know, as NHL 24 kind of starts nearing um, a fuller reveal, all I can say is that it feels like the franchise is kind of on its last legs. I don't know how much longer the NHL franchise can continue to be... Um, you know, at, in the state that it's in, I feel like it's been a disappointment for years. It really needs another update and an upgrade. And every time it does get upgraded, it feels like it's a couple years too late. You know, NHL 15 came out. It was supposed to be the next-gen experience. And it was kind of awful. It was bare bones. There wasn't much to it. And it felt like a huge letdown after EA kind of talked it up as a big step forward for the franchise. It was actually the opposite. It looked nicer, but it was a step back everywhere else. And since then, look, EA has fleshed out a lot of stuff. They've added lots of modes. They've added lots of content. But the core gameplay loops, the, the core issues with the community, with how you matchmake, all of that stuff hasn't really changed. And I think for me, it's a disappointment because the NHL franchise could be one of the most fun gaming experiences out there and could really do a good job of translating hockey into something that, you know, normal people who may not be uh Sidney crosby out there can just pick up and enjoy on their consoles right but instead ea hasn't really been able to change things it feels like they've fallen behind and i feel like this year's release is not inspiring confidence that they're ready to take that step forward so let me know if you're planning to pick up nhl 24 for either yourself or a family member over over the holidays there's always a sale maybe we'll do a holiday jets gift guide as we get closer to uh, Boxing Day and Christmas for folks. But until then, obviously, we're still just waiting for not only the season to start, but maybe some major Jets updates that get us excited, things that really get us uh, 
hyped for next season. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, and uh, hope you'll join us over this weekend. And at this point, I'll just tell you who the guest next week is. Provided his schedule works out, it's going to be Mike Renica from the Devil Wears Prada. I was really hoping that it was going to be this week, but unfortunately, you know, he's a little bit busy. So, uh, you know, we we can't wait to welcome him onto the show next week. Uh, it sounds like it could be a really good one. You know, he's he's actually a huge hockey fan. Um, he's even got his own hockey clothing line. So we're going to ask him some questions about that, how he got into the sport, and, you know, what he, you know, maybe even roots for, like who he roots for and who he thinks is going to win the Stanley Cup. But that episode will be coming sometime early next week, so stay tuned. Like I said, though, for tonight's show, that is all the time that we have. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets, go.